Welcome to God's Toolbox, the Bible. Here we connect the dots between God's Word and your real life experiences, challenges, and successes. Join us as we all get closer to living out God's purposes and His abundant life designed just for us. God bless you. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to our noonday service this day, October 12, 2022. Thank you all for joining us. Let us begin with prayer. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come before you, to worship you, to learn of your word, to be encouraged, inspired, and edified. We ask your Holy Spirit to come into this place to teach us, to Help us to apply your word to our lives, that, they, that we may be better people, that we may impact your kingdom, that we may inspire others and show them the way. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the midst of us. We ask that you would come into each one of us and help us to be the people that you would have us to be. We ask you to help us to, to touch others, Lord touched of families that are represented here, churches that are represented, communities that are represented by those that are on the line today. And we pray, Lord, for those that are sick among us. We call out the name of Sister Lucy Robinson. We ask that you would cover her, overshadow her with your healing power, Lord. We ask the same for Brother Ricardo Stanley, who's in Wolfson. Lord, heal his body. Touch him, Lord. Touch his family that's praying for him, friends and loved ones. Lord, we ask that you be with Brother Stanley White, who is going through one today. Touch him, build him up. Give him wisdom that he needs for this journey. We ask for your, your healing power for Sister Mildred Purnell as she is going through, Lord, and her husband, who is her caretaker. Touch them. And be with them. Encourage them, Lord. Because she's been sick a long time. But don't let them be discouraged. Let them know that you are our strength. Strength like no other. We ask that you be with the bereaved family of Brother Moses Myers on today. Touch each one of them. Touch Jayla, his daughter, and all of his family members. Be with them, Lord. Touch them. Give them the peace that surpasses all understanding. We ask right now that you would come into this place and speak through me that your people may hear your word. These things we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today, I'm so glad that all of you have joined us. This time last week, I know you, those of you that were on the call know that I was a little anxious about going to the mid-year service and I appreciate all of your prayers for our safety and I am glad to report that none of my anxieties and my um, misgivings about the conference materialized. It was a very good conference. The preaching was good and the fellowship was good 
and we had safe travels there and back even though we did run across a couple of accidents one looked like it was very serious but the lord was blessing us and we pray for those that were in trouble themselves and so we just thank you and um thank you for believing in us and praying for us so there is a word from the lord on today and it comes from the the first book of Samuel. First Samuel from the very first verse of First Samuel. First Samuel chapter one, beginning at verse one. And this is what it says. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Now there was a certain man of Ramanthium, Zophim, of the mountains of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zoph, an Ephraimite. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah. The name of the other was Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also, the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable, because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. That is that Penina provoked Hannah. Therefore she, Hannah, wept and did not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the, of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul. This is Hannah. And prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head.
I read 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. And our subject for this noonday service is no man is an island. No man is an island. This story of Hannah and the birth of her son Samuel is one that has always inspired me. I've often gone through and, and thought about Hannah's anguish at not being able to conceive a child at times when my dreams and my goals did not come to be. Because you see, Hannah is here, and back in those days, it was so important. It's important for us women now to to be able to give childbirth, to be able to to have children. But it was it was a part of their purpose. It was who they were back in those days, and especially if a man needed a male child. Well, this man Elkanah had two wives. Penina had lots of children. It's It doesn't name how many, but it says that she had sons and daughters. And but her husband, Elkanah, loved his other wife, Hannah, who was barren, which may be some of the purpose of Penina taunting Hannah, you know, uh, telling her, well, you, 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 you think he loves you, but I have all the children and so forth. And it made Hannah miserable. And the Bible says that every year when they would go to the temple is when Elkanah would give her a double portion. In this particular year, she was so grieved at heart that she wouldn't even eat or drink. And she was just just so afraid and so anguished and 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 he says to her, her husband says to her, why do you grieve? Why do you weep? Am I not better to you than 10 sons? Obviously, he didn't understand her anguish and what it meant to her just to be able to conceive one child. And so she goes into the temple. And as the story goes, Eli is watching her, Eli the priest. And she's moving her lips, but no sound is coming out. And he thinks that she's drunk. He he says to her, put away your wine. You know, why are you drinking? And she says, I'm not, I haven't had any wine and I'm not intoxicated, but I'm pouring out my soul before the Lord. And she has told the Lord that if you will give me, if you will just give me a male child, I'll give him back to you, Lord. And Elkanah answered her and said, go in peace. And the God of Israel grant you your petition, which you have asked of him. And sure enough, God granted Hannah a son, Samuel. Samuel. And this is the part where the story uh, begins to take on a different side. I've always read it and looked at how Hannah was anguished and then how she prayed and, and gave herself to the Lord. And then he answered her prayer and um, gave her a son. But then the Holy Spirit began to deal with me about 
points in this story that I've never really considered before. And so I want to talk about those things. The first thing is that God expects us to carry out our vows to him. Hannah made a vow to the Lord. If you will give me a son, I'll give him back to you. And to her credit, once she weaned Samuel at age three or four, she took him to the temple and gave him to Eli to raise. And the story goes on to say once a year she would come back to see about him, to bring him more clothes, to check on him. But basically he lived in the temple with Eli. The Lord expects us to keep our vows. We take vows of marriage. Vows when, when we accept salvation. There's a vow that's entered into a, a, a contract, a, 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 a covenant between us and God. And we're expected to do our part. Baptism. There's a vow. Church membership. These are all things that we promise God. There are promises in there that we are expected to keep, to keep our side of it. Because God's going to keep his. He's going to keep his regardless of what we do. But a lot of times we enter into these things lightly and we don't think about them anymore. We enter into the vow of marriage. Well, if it doesn't work, I can get out of it. That's not the way it's supposed to work. So I'm saying to you, be serious when you take a vow, when you promise God something. Don't promise something that you can't deliver. No doubt this was difficult for Hannah to give up this son. I heard recently a preacher say that we talk a lot about Abraham willing to, to uh, sacrifice Isaac. But here's the same thing with Hannah willing to sacrifice Samuel, but but what's even worse is that 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 she this this Samuel is a young boy, a baby almost, that really needs to be nurtured. But she has promised that if God would give her a son, she would give him back to the Lord, and she keeps her vow to her credit. And that's probably why she was blessed to have more children. So number one is God expects us to carry out our vows to him. The second thing is that we should never measure God's love for us by what he does for others. No doubt Hannah was looking at Penina and all her children and maybe every time she got pregnant, it was like a stab, a, a knife to Hannah's heart because she couldn't have any children. And perhaps she thought that God loved Penina more than he loved her. Don't we think that sometimes when we see other people prospering? We question God. Lord, why? Why? Just like Joe, why'd you do this to me? I, I'm, I'm always doing the right thing. I'm always honoring you, Lord. Why would you strike me down? 
But it's not God that does these things to us. It's that we live in a fallen world. And a lot of times it's our own doing that messes us up. God has enough love for all of us. This is a scarcity mindset when we think that that what God did for somebody else, he won't do it for us. What does the song say? What he's done for others, he'll do for you. God has enough of everything for everybody. But what we possess is unique to our purpose in life. We don't have some things because we don't need that to live out the purpose for which God has has created us. We need something else. But we're trying, we're so busy trying to fit in, trying to be like the other man. Why do you think we all have unique DNA? Our fingerprint is unique. Because God made each of us to be our own person. Nobody can beat you being you. Remember that. So God expects us to carry out our vows to him. And we should never measure God's love for us by what he does for someone else. But the third thing is the thing that I believe this story is really about. And that is that we need to be mindful that the things we do, the things we pray for, affect other people around us. You see, Hannah prayed for a son. And she got that son. But when you think about it, taking Samuel to the temple to be raised by Eli, she deprived Samuel of an opportunity to grow up with his mother's love. Yeah, she loved him, and no doubt he knew that, but she wasn't with him in his life on a daily basis. Neither was his father. He didn't get his father's attention. And he was denied the fellowship of the siblings that he had when she had other children. Sometimes when we pray for things, when we ask God for things, we think it's just about us. But no man is an island. Nearly everything we do affects someone else. There's a couple of commercials on TV showing smokers. And maybe they've said to themselves over the year, if I smoke, it's only about me. It doesn't bother anybody else. But in some cases, you see young children, teenage children, taking care of parents who were smokers. James 3 says that teachers are held to a higher standard. Not many of you should be teachers, it says, because you have to be accountable for what you teach others. And all of us, as witnesses of Jesus Christ, we must watch what we do and what we say 
I remember some years back when Charles Barkley was still playing professional basketball, he made some disparaging comments that made the news. I don't even remember what the comments were, but I remember his defense was, I'm not trying to be a role model for anybody. I can say what I want to say. But here's the thing. You are a role model. Whether you seek to be one or not, somebody is watching you right now. I remember when my husband was sick and going through chemotherapy treatments and I was about seven or eight months pregnant and a teacher that I rarely even talked to came up to me one day at work and she says, I don't know how you do it. I would fall to pieces if I were in your shoes. Husband sick, big and pregnant, got other children at home. How do you do it? I had no idea she was looking at me, watching what I was going through. So how do we journey through this life, making a positive difference in our life and in the lives of others? knowing that it's not just about us. Well, it takes faith in an almighty God. And that's what I told her. It's my faith that gives me strength. Faith in an almighty God gives us unbelievable supernatural strength and power. Like the song says, strength like no other reaches to me. It gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding, a discernment, a wisdom beyond what we see. You know, we say it all the time. We walk by faith and not by sight. And lastly, our faith in an almighty God keeps us accountable for what we do and say, accountable to God and accountable to our neighbors, serving God and serving others. I'm sure Hannah was pleased that God gave her Samuel. But did she ever stop to think how that affected him when she gave him up to be raised in the temple. But God blessed Samuel. He became one of the, he was the last of the judges and he was a great prophet. Probably one of the, the greatest. He was the one who anointed David to be king. But it was at a price, a personal sacrifice to him. No man is an island. God is good. He gives us the desires of our heart. But remember, we are all interconnected. So what you do affects somebody else. Do your part to ensure that this world is a better place. What is it that our young people say? If it is to be, 
It's up to me. God bless you. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the wisdom of this scripture text on today. It, it helps us to realize that we're not in this world alone. That our lives touch other lives. That touch other lives. We're all interconnected. And we're all your children. And we have a responsibility to follow you, but to always watch our thoughts and our act our actions. You've called us not to be judges, but to be witnesses of you. We thank you, Lord, for what you're showing us, what you're teaching us, and how you're helping us apply your word to our lives each day. Build us up. Give us more faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please you. Help us, Lord, to have that love that runs from heart to heart and mind to mind. We thank you for these things. We give you all glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen on today, everybody. It is 1230. I thank you for joining us. And I hope to, that you will join us again next week and encourage others to connect with us on Wednesdays at noon and Mondays at 7 p.m. for Bible study. We thank you. God bless you. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present him before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. Let us all say, Amen. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Amen.